0: Hey, hey! Welcome to the first official episode of Sincerely Mama, hosted by me, your girl Shauna B. For all of my YouTubers who like to watch YouTube, you can follow my YouTube channel, Shauna B. Um, you can follow me on Instagram underscore E S S S B E E E. On Facebook, it's Shauna Martine. Um, And that is S-H-A-U-N-A. Y'all, I'm excited. This is the first official episode. Whoop, whoop. Um, I'm trying to be a little quiet because my baby is upstairs sleeping and I need her to get the full nap. Not no 30 minutes. Can we get a full two hours? Um, Can I get through this podcast? (laughs) Um, But yes, here we are. And for those of you who haven't listened to my intro episode... Um this podcast is just simply about um aspects of motherhood, like all aspects of motherhood. Um and just you hearing different perspectives about different things. I will have males on the show, dads. Shout out to y'all. Um I do want male perspective on certain topics. I do. I think it's going to be very important. Um because I feel like us moms all feel the same way, but you know, we need the dads in there. We need to, we need to hear them. Um, I think it's going to be important. So we will have some males on the show, but I just, there's certain topics we will have guests, but there are certain topics that I cannot express my perspective, right? Like miscarriage. I haven't had a miscarriage, so I can't express that being a single mom, I'm not a single mom, co-parenting, you know, those types of things. I do want, you know, perspective and I do want advice and all of that um, for this podcast, but I can't give it. So we got to have some guests, y'all. We're going to have some guests um, talking about that. But today, I just basically, with this being the first episode, I just basically want to get straight into it. Um, Mamas, how did y'all feel when you first found out that you were pregnant how did you feel who did you tell was it planned was it not planned you know um i think it being planned and not planned kind of alters all of the other questions that i asked and um i think it's important so that's what i want to get into and of course i'm going to tell my story but moms please feel free to write in, giving your perspective, telling how you felt. I will definitely read um, read it on the next episode. And if you want to give your perspective, if you want to give feedback, if you want to give suggestions for this podcast, whatever. Um, you can email sincerelymom20 at gmail.com. Um, but just my experience, my story um, of me finding out that I was pregnant. Um, For me, my cycle is pretty regular Pretty regular So I just kept saying It's gonna come on It's gonna come It's gonna come And it finally, it never came And because it is pretty regular I was just like, you know I'm gonna get a pregnancy test And I bought um, the two-liner I bought the one that says pregnant, not pregnant I had gone to the urgent care Like, I just needed to know So I ended up doing that and yeah, I did not have to wait like two seconds as I was, you know, using the pregnancy test. Them two lines popped up immediately. Do you hear me? (laughs) They popped up so quick. I was like, I texted my best friend, one of my close friends and was like, is there such thing? Because she already had, she at this time, she had already had a baby. She had already experienced all of this. So, I texted her and I was like, is there such thing as a false positive? And um, she was like, no, never heard of a false positive. So, here I go. We going to utilize the one that says pregnant or not pregnant. So, I, you know, took that one. And it popped up and it said pregnant. I took another two-liner, y'all. I took... (laughs) I took another two-liner, and of course, it popped up two lines. Went to the urgent care. They were like, yeah, you're pregnant. Y'all, it took five pregnancy tests for me to be like, okay, I'm pregnant. Um, And I like to tell people, Kayani, Kayani is my daughter's name. Um, Kayani was not planned Nor was she prevented. And when I say planned, I think um, a lot of people do, you know, when they plan pregnancies, they are, you know, tracking their cycle, tracking ovulation, you know, trying to be intimate during that peak time um, of the month. That was not me. Um, However, I was not preventing it from happening. Um, So here she was. And, you know, I'm pregnant. And so, um... I think that night that I took the pregnancy test, I cried because I'm like, okay, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what my parents are going to say, you know, what my family is going to say. And At the time, I was 23 when I was pregnant with her. Um, And... I just I I felt like I was a ball of emotions like I wanted to be excited but I but I wasn't excited I wanted to be happy but I wasn't happy I hadn't told anybody I didn't start showing until like six ish months so here I am going I told the people that are close to me my parents but I just I went without telling people for a while um and I'm just like, what What am I going to do? Like, what are we going to do? You know? Um, and for the longest, probably up until I started showing, I wasn't excited. I wasn't happy. And I felt like it was because I had my life planned. And because my daughter was not planned. And she wasn't supposed to come along until I was... 30 plus years old. You know, I wanted to have my master's. I wanted to be married and then kids. So there were certain things that I felt like I wanted to do and they weren't done. So it was just like I felt so out of control of everything. And I won't say that I'm a controlling person, but I like to be in the know. You know, I like to be able to plan. Again, I'm a planner. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a planner. I like to go ahead and plan for whatever. Y'all, I get my daughter's bath time stuff ready at like three o'clock and she don't get in the tub until eight. Like that's me. Cause it's like, well, you never know what might happen. Well, that's already done. You know? So that's me. I like to prepare. I like to do all of that. And I felt like I was not prepared and I just was out of the know. Like I'm stepping into territory that I've never experienced before. And so I was just like, I am not happy. I'm not excited about this baby. And it took me a while to get there. And I literally went to, th- to, to my therapist. Shout out to my therapist. Because, <sighs> man. um, And I, I had said that I did want to go to therapy. Um, while, or not while, but. I wanted to go to therapy because some of the things or traits or whatever that I have picked up from my parents, some of the things that I may not like that they do or whatever, I I noticed that I do. And I noticed it for me being in a relationship. I was like the same stuff that I'd be like, Mama, Daddy, why I got to do that is the same stuff that I do in my relationship. And I was just like, I want to make myself aware excuse me, I want to make myself aware. And I don't want her to pick up these traits. So I started going to therapy. And I just, you know, just wanted to try to work on me. And so um, I told my therapist, I was like, I'm not happy at all about, you know, surrounding my baby. Um, And I'm not sure if I'm the only person that feels that way or has felt that way, you know, a mom, but I don't think it's talked about a lot. I think you, of course you hear the stories of, you know, we were so excited. We were trying and yada, yada, yada. But I don't think you hear a lot of, you know, she wasn't planned and I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't happy surrounding it. And i Like, I was questioning myself, like, is it okay to be this way? Like, is it okay to not be happy about that? You know, and I had had a conversation with one of my coworkers, um, and I just was like, is it okay to not, to feel how I feel and to not be excited? I feel like you hear a lot of stories about women who are excited, and you have gender reveals, and you have this, and you have that. And I just wasn't. At the time, I wasn't excited. I wasn't happy. And I think I also didn't expect my parents to react the way they did. They were very supportive when I told them. Y'all, and let me tell you how my daddy found out. Because <laughs> I was going to call and tell him. He It was going to take me a little bit longer. I had told my mama after watching Power. <laughs> and my daddy, he had called me and he was like, um, I'm I'm still on his insurance. Um, and he was he was like, "Did you take um a pregnancy test?" And I said, "Yeah," like because this is at the doctor's office at this point, point. and because I'm on his shirt his insurance, he gets the bill. Now I didn't know that they put specifics on there like that. I don't know, but that's what happened and I was like yes and he was like well was it positive positive?" and I was like yes and he was like so you pregnant and I was like yes <laughs> and that's how he found out it wasn't my intention whatever but that's how but he was very supportive from the very beginning and I don't think I expected them to be that way um not to say that they wouldn't be supportive but I don't like they were like excited and I was like, hold up, you know, but I think I took it out on myself the hardest. Like I, I took it out on me the worst. Um, And I feel like eventually I got to the point where I was happy. I was I started to get excited. Now, I did not want another gender. Because I did not want a girl. So I was just. I, You know. Um, I didn't. I was just like. I can't with another attitude. Like mine isn't the best. I'm working on it. I'm going to therapy. But I cannot with somebody else. In the house. You know. But whatever. Um, I love her to death. There is not not one thing that I would not do for her. Unless. Is for her greater good. Um, but I just, that's how I felt. And I, I, I do want to talk about that because I think that it's important to talk about that because like I said, a lot of people don't put that out there. And you know, you may go through a stage where you feel like that. It's okay. Like it is okay to feel that way. You know, and i th- I do think, you know, working to like get into the root of it because I think the root for that emotion for me was the fact that I wasn't in control anymore. I'm stepping into a territory that I am unfamiliar with. And so I had to be okay with not knowing and just, you know, going through it. And I call, I'll ask my mama, I'll ask my sisters, I'll ask friends, my aunts, you know, whatever it is that I need to ask if I don't know about something, you know and I can get advice and then what I choose to do from there is what I choose to do from there but I I had such a great support system I really did and I still do um so I I was I was glad about that um I will say that again as I stated those hormones nothing to play with um because my entire nine months was very rocky as far as my relationship with Devon. Um, you know, I had told him when he was mid, like he was asleep. And so he woke up and he was like, was I dreaming when you told me you were pregnant? And I was like, <laughs> no. Um, But that my experience with being pregnant and trying to do relationship was tough for me and it was already being that Devon and I's relationship is is my relationship is just it had never been normal we dated long distance for probably like what a year and a half two years um I moved back home and I basically moved in with him and that was overwhelming to me like before I think it really set in that I was pregnant, um, I was moving to my mama's house because just that alone, I'm an introvert. So that alone was a lot like and then just not even like counting the fact that I'm an introvert, just let's see. You being long distance, so you don't have to see this person every day. You don't have to be around this person every day, you know. But when you long distance, when you do see the person, it's all cuddly, cuddly, ooh, you know, whatever. Well, we went from that. To living together. And with that, it's like, you don't know how this person, you know, do this. Then you don't know how this person do that. And you just emerged in it. And that's kind of how it was. And I've always been the person that said, I want to live by myself because I never have experienced that. So when we found out that we were expecting, I felt like that was kind of like, it was kind of like too late for that. Okay, that ain't gonna work, you know, but um. So that was that. So I was moving out before it was good and settled that I'm pregnant. Um, And I felt like these hormones started kicking in and I just felt like I needed space. I was like, I need space. And I'm saying like living with him. That's when I was like moving to my mama's house and I'm like, I got to have space. And I think he thought that space meant like I, what I meant was like, I literally need to get out of this space And go to my mom's Like I don't want to break up with you I don't want to you know none of that I just can't stay here You know Um, But I think what he took it as Is I want space I um, That's him texting me now I um, You know Want to be by myself Like I don't want to be with him in a relationship with him And I'm like no that's not what That's not what I was saying. But things had transpired to where we had broken up. Like this is all during my nine months. We had broken up and because I felt like I was asking for space, but he wasn't giving me space. And I was like, okay, if you're not going to give me the space that I'm asking for, I'm going to have to take the space you know and I just I like I wasn't in we weren't in a place where like I needed to block you or I needed to like I didn't want to do any of that but it just felt like I was asking for space and he panicked and he thought like I just wanted to be out here and be single and you know like date other people and that wasn't the case and so we went through that when I tell you while I was pregnant was the hardest the roughest time of my relationship with him like the roughest that in postpartum depression, like when I was going through that and mind you, I had Kayani in April of 2020. So we got coronavirus going on, all of that. So I had her April of 2020. You talk about postpartum depression. I'm really just now getting back to my normal self. Like, you know, and you still have your good days. You have your bad days Um, but I'm just getting back to my normal self, really. So you talk about the nine months that I'm carrying her, then postpartum. So our relationship is really like we're, and now I'm in a place where I can actually put into my relationship. Like I can actually try, you know, and put effort there. When I was going postpartum, I like it's almost like I had stepped out of the relationship and it was just like me. Like it was almost like I'm fighting for my own life. So ain't no way I'm about to be able to tend to yours and give you what you need, give you the affection that you need. I'm sitting here looking in the mirror at my own self like I don't even love me. You know, and I think and that's something that we are going to get into. And that's one of the episodes that I do want to have him here to just express what that was like for him. Watching me go through that, having to kind of get I feel like it felt cold. And so having to like get this cold shoulder and you can't do anything for me to make me happy. You know, I just want to know what that is like, what that felt like for him. And what he felt like in that time. And so, um, that is one of the episodes that I do want to have a male, you know, male conversation. And um, but that time was just very, very trying. It was a very, very trying time, um, for us. Postpartum, my nine months, prenatal, like that was That was a lot, and I just a lot of it. I feel like they they won't ever understand, first of all. And I literally had to talk to my therapist about that, and she was like, Okay, look, you just gonna have to wrap your mind around the fact that he's not going to be able to understand that, you know, like he's never going to go through it, so he's never going to be pregnant. He just may not be able to understand that. And you have to be okay with that. And I still to this day, there are some things that I have issues with wrapping my mind around the fact that he does not understand me. When you become a mother, most times, most mamas, mamas y'all can attest, your mental changes it's like something just pop and it's just like whatever. So like I can be sitting down here and I'm a teacher. So I work from home, but I could be sitting, working, teaching. And my mind is thinking about, okay, do I need to do her laundry? Well, what is she going to eat for dinner? Um, Let me go ahead and get her bath stuff out. Do she have like all of these different things? I need to buy some more wipes. I need to do this. I need to do that. Devon ain't going in that closet checking on no wipes like for real you know like and it's just certain things like that like he's not thinking about that he's not thinking about well does she have some wipes or I need to I need to make sure she has milk over at my mama's house I need to make sure you know like he's not thinking about any of that and so for me it frustrates me that I have to literally go and say Devon did you take the milk at your mama's house like stuff like that and it's just like bruh like can you help me? <laughs> but um but it's because his his mind didn't didn't change like that. And that's another thing I do want to talk about here is and another time that I do want to have a male conversation is when does it hit for dads? Dads, if y'all are listening, when did it hit for you? How did it hit for you? Because I can I can assure that it probably did not hit for you like it hit for me, like it hit for us mamas. Especially if you are still with your child's mother or if you are in a relationship, whatever the case is. I just feel like maybe for single dads, probably, but that have custody of their kids, all of that. But I feel like for us in a relationship, it just hits different for dad, you know, and I'm going to talk about the game because because when she was newborn. I felt like that game, I didn't feel like it took priority, but I felt like they just sat here together. And it's like, you can't step away to do what it is that you need to do for her. That's an issue for me. Because those people can wait, you know, and maybe it is not a game for your husband, for your boyfriend, for, you know, whatever your partner. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's sports. So it may be different. But, you know, I feel like um, they, in a sense, have an escape and we don't. And that was another thing that he he and I had a conversation about is that my mind is Kayani 25-8. It is. I can't change that. That comes with the territory and I understand that. But I feel like in some aspects or sometimes, you know, like, can you help me or can you like at least try to can you try to understand i know you ain't gonna get the full thing but you know like but my mind is her 25 8 when she's not here i'm thinking about all the things that she gonna need when she get here or what i need to do when she gets here when we pick her up well did she poop today and these are the questions that I'm asking him. He's like, I don't even know. And but me, these are the questions that I'm asking his mom. His mom keeps her, thankfully. Um, but these are the questions that I'm asking his mom when I go pick her up. Well, did she poop? You know, what did she eat? You know, when's the last time you fed her? Like all of these questions. His mind isn't there. You know? So, um, it's just a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, that I do want to get into because I just feel like I don't want any mom to feel like, okay, I'm going through this alone. No mama. who I'm here. I was I literally was talking to my friends and I would talk to my close friend who had already had a baby when I texted her about being pregnant. Um, I would talk to some of my coworkers. Um, and I just, I really noticed like, okay, so you stay all the way in Birmingham and this happened in your house it's happening in mine too. Like, you know, so I just, I know that, um, there is, there's some connection there. And I did, that's what I want to talk about here. Um, another, another question that I wrote down is, did you have a birth plan? Y'all. I had a birth plan. Well, kind of sorta. I me thinking I'm all, you know, I'm a thug. I I got this. Y'all, I was like, honestly, if I could just have a baby at home, I would. Y'all, I wanted I didn't want a natural um birth. I did. I didn't want. And by natural, I just mean no epidural, no medicine, um none of that. And what's crazy is there was one <laughs> While we were in the hospital and mind you, um, I went in on Wednesday. I didn't have her till Friday, left on Sunday. I was so over the hospital by the time we left. Um, it was our view was just like this field of grass. Um, it was like raining and gloomy the whole time we were there. I was just kinda over it. So I um Devon um basically had um hold on you all sorry about that um Devon had told the like we were okay I was using the restroom and I guess the anesthesiologist was on the floor that I was on like he you know and so Devon he was like I guess the lady was like well the anesthesiologist is here do you want um epidural or whatever the case is and you know I had already we had discussed the plan together like um no I don't want um epidural I just want to do this you know I think I'll be fine whatever so she was saying this and I'm pretty sure she was asking me, but Devon, I don't know. Um, but he was just like, she was like, well, do you want epidural? You know, whatever, whatever. And I don't know how many centimeters I was at the time, but he was like, no. And I looked at him like, y'all, when, let me know when you was carrying a baby for nine months. Let me know. Let me know how these labor pains feel to you. Let me know. I, he said no. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, I know you stick it to the birth plan, but some stuff might shift. Um, so, anyways, long story short, I had ended up getting epidural. Um, thankfully, like, nothing feels different. I know a lot of people, they tell stories, like, when they have epidural, like, how, I don't know, they back still hurt or whatever the case is. Um, I don't have, like my I think my limbs get a little numb quicker than what they usually do or what they used to but that's about it for me um but he has said that and I was like oh hold on hold up swell up so we went we went in with a plan but it changed and it may change for you if you haven't had your baby already it might have changed for you if you had had your baby already but it's okay. And that's up to you. If you, you know, if you choose to change that plan, that's up to you. If you choose to have more kids, maybe you learn something with the first one and you know, now, okay, with the second one, I'm gonna do this differently with the second one. I won't do this. Um, that was certainly, um, for me. Um, that's kind of how I felt after I changed it. So it was, I mean, it was fine though. We were, we was. we were okay. You know, um, so it was cool, but that i I did going back to you know how I felt. it was just emotional. It was like an emotional roller coaster. I will say, though, it was by far the easiest pregnancy. I can't say that because I haven't had another child. I did not throw up. I was not nauseous in the very beginning. Like I didn't go through that morning sickness phase with her. I probably threw up. All of five times, and that was because I did not take my prenatal vitamins or I didn't eat before I took my prenatal vitamins. So, like, I y'all, nothing like that was the easiest. My stomach looked like I had a ball in my shirt. I was small, um, but it was, I mean, it was easy. She did a lot of moving, and when, like, for me, that was just like, okay, can you calm down, baby? And now that she's out, I'm like, calm down, baby. (laughs) slow down (laughs) um but that was um that was it it was just a lot of kicking and I'm like girl do you go to sleep I would literally tap my stomach and be like do you are you sleep yet like are you sleepy do you get tired what um, but in the beginning, when you feel those flutters, it's all like cooling off my baby. And then I was like, okay, sis, it's like been four hours and you haven't stopped moving yet. Can you slow it down? Um, but that was it. That was literally it for her. Um, that was, and that to some, that's not nothing. Like people enjoy that. Um, it just wasn't, you know, for me. Um, so, Hey. All right, so we kind of talked about birth plan. With my podcast, I do want to have like taboo topics. And I guess not necessarily taboo topics, but... Um, I guess some of these topics may be taboo. People don't want to talk about them, whatever. Or some of these topics is just like a lot of shame. And I feel like it's a lot of mom shaming that goes on surrounding some of the issues or some of the topics. And the first one was just the birth plan versus your birth experience. And I kind of talked about mine. Like I went in with this plan and then it changed. Like, no, I did not want an epidural, you know, but then them those contractions started kicking in, and honestly, mamas let me know I can't speak for all. I can speak for me. It's not even the pain level of the contraction for me. It was the frequency. It's like you don't get a break. And again, I was in there from Wednesday to Friday to Sunday, but she didn't come out until Friday. So y'all, I was. I was just like oh my goodness and shout out to the nurses because they were making me heating pads and I didn't know that I didn't know they were making me heating pads until she was like I was like can I have another heating pad and she was like we we're making these but can can you hold on I I can go make you one as soon as I check on such and such and I was like oh so shout out to them because they was hey they was handling their business I was like okay um so yeah um, but that, that was my experience. And again, my nine months was very rough. We are literally just now kind of getting back on course of our relationship. And I do want to kind of talk about, you know, having a baby trying to maintain a relationship because there, there will be an episode where we kind of talk about that. When you done done XYZ, checked all of this off the list for baby around the house, and then Y'all get in bed and he nudging you and you looking at him like, what? (laughs) What you nudging me for? Like, (laughs) y'all for real. Like, that that is an episode where we will talk about. And I wanted to call, like, I wanted to name these episodes, but in my mind, it was nighttime routine. And just because with babies you talk about nighttime routine, there's my baby. With babies you talk about nighttime routine and... But at night, you get in the bed and he nudging you and you're like, I know. I know you're not nudging me. I know you're not nudging me. Um, all right, my baby is up. She did good. Um, she just started crying. Um, but I want to leave you with this. And I do want you to write in. Please, mamas, daddies, even if you're listening. Um, write in again, sincerely mom 20 at gmail.com. But the question I want to ask is how has having children changed you? How has having children changed you? And so for the next episode, that's what I'm going to open up with. I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about how has having children changed you? So we will talk about this, um, this question that I asked and I may share some, you know, share if you guys email, I may share some of that, um, on the podcast and just your perspectives of things, you know, what you went through, what that was like for you. So please, please follow me on Instagram at E S S S well at underscore E S S S B E E E. Um, Facebook, Shauna Martinez, my YouTubers who like to watch Shauna B on YouTube. Um, and I will talk to y'all later. I will see y'all and talk to y'all later. Bye. See ya. Got to go get my baby.